Hello there, my name is Magdalena, and today we're going to be mapping out Flaxseed on the 15-minute matrix. Hey there, before we get started with this repeat episode of the 15-Minute Matrix, I wanted to hop in with a special announcement. We are re-releasing this episode for several reasons. One, it's really good. Two, my guest Magdalena Jalaki just released her new book and it's a must get. We'll link it in the show notes. It's called Overcoming Estrogen Dominance, Resolving Symptoms of Estrogen Dominance with Nutrition, 29-Day Meal Plans, Herbs, and Supplements. And three, Magdalena is a graduate of Full Body Systems, our online program in the science and art of functional nutrition, and I am always so proud to spotlight our amazing graduates. So let's get on with the show and map flaxseed on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Magdalena Shalaki. Magdalena is the founder of Hormone Balance, a nutrition coaching practice dedicated to helping women to rebalance their hormones with nutritional and lifestyle changes. Magdalena is a certified nutrition coach, speaker, educator, and a soon-to-be-published cookbook author with a long history of hormonal challenges of her own. Today, she is in full remission, lives a symptom-free, awesome life, and teaches women how to accomplish the same in her online programs and education. Magdalena, I'm so glad that you're here to really help us debunk the myths around flaxseed. Can you dive in and talk about that? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you decided to talk about it because, you know, it's it's one of the superfoods that I use in my practice. I It's, it's a big part of my cookbook. And, um, and at the same time, there is this fear around flaxseed, which is completely unnecessary. So maybe let's talk about the first thing, and that is um, the reason why a lot of women are afraid of flaxseed is because they will say, well, I have estrogen dominance and flaxseed is um, high, naturally high in phytoestrogens, so I should not be adding any estrogens to my body since I'm estrogen dominant. Now, so a little side note here for those of you who may might not be familiar with estrogen dominance, which is an interesting condition because I find that mm, about 70 to 80% of women I've ever worked with in my community have some level of estrogen dominance. Unfortunately, a vast majority of them do not even know that they have it. So let's take a look at a a couple of symptoms um, that are associated with estrogen dominance, right? So the first one is something that a lot of women who are still menstruating experience, and that's PMS. About 70% of women have PMS, and and because it's so uh, common and rampant is that we assume it's normal. And I want to assure you that when your estrogen metabolism is in good check, then you would not have PMSs. 
where your fat is distributed around your body can actually tell you what kind of a hormonal imbalance you suffer from. In the case of estrogen dominance, it will be on, your, on our thighs and butts, and that includes not just fat, but also cellulite. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Other things would be more, going into more serious side of things, it would be things like fibroids, endometriosis, but also estrogen receptor positive cancers. Um, breast cancers in women would be um, caused by estrogen dominance. And also, a lot of people don't realize that a fastest growing cancer in the country, which is thyroid cancer, can also be due to estrogen dominance. Um, other other condition, other cancers um, like uterine cancer and ovarian cancer yep. can also be due to estrogen dominance, right? So yep. it's yep. a you know it can be it can be from anything benign, of, you know, like PMSs and just being swollen and and moody to something as life threatening as breast cancer. Now, so so this was our side note, and then, so let's go back to estrogen, right? So you think like, well, estrogen is causing all of this. So why on earth would I be adding more estrogen to my body? And the answer is, is that estrogen is a little bit more complex than that. Mm-hmm. And just pretty simple. Just, you know, let's just simplify it here for you and put it this way, that estrogen um, actually gets broken down to what we call metabolites. It's the function of your liver and the gut to break down those estrogens into um, different metabolites. Now, some of those metabolites are hugely protective, others are neutral, and other ones will be um, the detrimental ones, the aggressive um, the metabolites that are actually causing the profiliation, for example, of breast cells in a body. And that's what we call estrogen metabolism. The fascinating thing about flaxseed is that flaxseed is full of lignans, and lignans are a, photo, a, a form of a phyto, phytonutrients that phytoestrogens are that are helping with estrogen metabolism, skewing the balance towards the protective estrogens and away from the antagonistic estrogens. So I just want to go back to that notion of metabolism, estrogen metabolism, because we're identifying flax seeds, the topic of today's 15-minute matrix, as something that helps with estrogen metabolism. And you said it, but I just want to underscore it, Magdalena. We have to break down our estrogens and metabolize them. That's what metabolism means, break them down and excrete what we don't need so that we're not recycling. Is that right? Absolutely. And the two bodily functions that are responsible for that will be the health of your gut, um, something that you, Andrea, talk about all the time. Um, interestingly, there is a subset of bacteria in the, in the gut called the estrobolum. And the estrobolum is a, is, is a subset of bacteria that is responsible for coding enzymes that are uh, then breaking down estrogens, right? So who would have thought that a healthy gut actually ha- can be correlated with breast cancer? Now, the other um, the other system is your whole liver and detoxification. Mm -hmm. So there are specific pathways in the liver, uh, like the methylation pathway, the sulfation pathway that is actually responsible for, like what you said, breaking down these estrogens. Um, And then going back to digestion, depending on how well your digestion functions, you, you know, how we get rid of those metabolizers used up hormones, right, is through pooping them out. Right. Now, if you're not pooping regularly, then the body has no choice but basically um, let it re-enter. That they re-enter the body through through the through the colon, and it goes back into our bloodstream, right? And that's when the problem starts. So, again, who would have thought that having a regular bowel movement, right, can actually help you with your uh, hormones? But Me. it can. 
<laughs> you and I know that on so many levels. I mean, the 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 GI tract is going to have a lot of impact on our hormones. And as we're talking about with estrogen metabolism, we also need to be thinking about blood sugar balance and fiber and flaxseed comes in here as well, right? Absolutely. So, you know, um, let's, let's talk about, when you talk about fiber, right? You know, one of the things that um, happens to me a lot when I travel, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners will relate to this, is that we get constipated. And somebody said to me once, well, you know, just drink more water and it will, it will change. Well, I try that. And let me tell you, um, for the first three, four days, it doesn't really work for me. No matter how much water I drink, I still get constipated. So today, whenever I travel, um, I, I take flaxseed with me, whole flaxseed, not ground, whole flaxseed. And just putting two tablespoons of flaxseed in a glass of water before going to bed, make sure you drink enough water. It expands, it creates this mucus, beautiful mucus um, you know, in the, in the colon, and it basically evacuates everything. It's a really great, without giving you like a diuretic um, effect per se, right? So that's the, that's the element of flaxseed. Um, you know, of, of using that for, for getting bowel movement. But on the other hand, like when you, when you grind your flaxseed, this is where the lignans really become very available for the body. By the way, when you, when you're using the whole flaxseed, it doesn't give you, um, the benefit of the lignans. The lignans are the ones that have those metabolic properties that I talked about. So, um, and, and, you know, that's also super good fiber, both it's insoluble fiber as well. Soluble, right. fiber, the soluble fiber is a wonderful prebiotic. So again, it's yep. for your microbiome. Right, and then on the other hand, you have that um, that sol- insoluble fiber that sweeps everything through the colon and getting getting the um, not just estrogens but really all the other hormones um, evacuated beautifully as well. A little on side note here, I want to mention um, Andrea about you know how to uh, how to what form of flaxseed to use because a lot of people um, go and buy flax meal, right? That's been already pre-ground, it's sold in uh, packets, and use that. If you want to get the, the maximum um, medical medicinal benefit out of the food, what I would recommend is buy it as a whole grain, as a whole sorry, as whole seed, and um, keep it in a in a large container at home, but only grind grind up for what you need for no more than three to four days, maybe a week. And can uh, you talk about storage? Because I know yeah. it's you know it's a lot of people. We're not just talking about the ground flax, but a lot of that prepackaged ground flax is just sitting on the shelf. So can you talk about the shelf stability of flax? Yeah. So you know, um, first of all, flax. Uh, contains oils that are highly that they get oxidized really really quickly. So think of it like when you look at flaxseed oil you know, sold in health stores, right? It's always sold in a refrigerated area and is in a very dark bottle. That shows you how sensitive that oil is. So if you pre-grind, if you're buying a pre-ground flaxseed, you are basically exposing it to um, being oxidized right right away, and it's not being sold um, in a refrigerated obviously area. So so that's definitely, uh, that will be a big no-no for me. That's why I recommend to grind it just for very small amounts. Keep yes. it in an um, airtight container, uh, preferably in the fridge. Yes. And I use, use uh, the, the dose that I recommend uh, for, um, for, for good metabolic purposes for, you know, for estrogen and just for having a good bowel movement is um, starting off with two tablespoons a day. You can do up to three, four tablespoons a day. If you don't do sufficient fiber today in your diet at all, then just be very moderate because um, for people who don't do fiber, suddenly going from zero to 10 
um, is going to create a lot of digestive issues and bloating. So you yeah, might want to where we that. say start low and go slow, even yeah. with these uh, medicinal foods. And the reason why it oxidizes is because flax seeds are really rich in alpha linolenic acid, the ALA. That's an omega okay. three. Those are going to be oxidized really easily. So again, storage in the refrigerator. I stick mine in the freezer so I can scoop and grind and use it when I need to. What are your favorite flax seed uses? in the kitchen you know it's i sprinkle it on top of salads um if i do an oatmeal i sprinkle it on top of oatmeal and you know and sometimes if i run out of ideas and i just need something i, I just need it period then i dissolve it in a glass of water and drink it up it tastes good it's you know and um just Nutty. making sure i get two two tablespoons a day nice yeah. So, and we're looking at the, if we're looking at the story, the ATMs, as I like to call the story part of the matrix, you're talking about flaxseed as a mediator. It really does mediate our estrogen dominance because it enables us to detox, metabolize, get rid of things. We talked about GI function um, and just, you know, getting pooping and getting things moving out. There's definitely an immune and inflammatory component to flaxseed because of those omega omega-3s. Talk to us a little bit more about the hormones, which is your area of expertise. Where do you think of the use of flax for all hormonal benefits and control? Yeah, so, you know, I use the analogy of a three-legged stool a little differently from what Dr. Fasano uses. Um, he, he talks about it as, um, as, you know, autoimmunity only um, exists when all the three legs are present. I kind right. of use it in a different way. So my analogy of the three-legged stool is that if you want to sit comfortably on a three-legged stool, right, all the three legs need to be stable and pretty much in the same length. And so the, and the, this metaphor, you can um, translate that to hormonal balance and that the three bodily systems would be the health of your gut, the health of your liver, and your sugar balance um, levels, right? So sugar level balance, right? Those are the three main things that I work with. So where does where does uh, flaxseed fall into? Well, definitely the health of the gut, right, for all the things we mentioned, and uh, huge liver support, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we get our bowels to move as well, that you're helping your liver tremendously uh, with doing its work. So, so um, yeah, so those would be those would be out of the two. You know, and actually, when I think about it, it also, also helps us with uh, blood sugar balance, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Fiber. It's, it's fiber. So even if you're doing a smoothie, I mean, that's one of the things that just kills me when, you know, when I look at some smoothie uh, recipes that people have, then it's got banana and pineapple and, you know, a bit of collagen and um, a whole bunch of um, coconut water, right? And it's just the whole thing just screams sugar. Right. Um, you know, you might say, well, it's all natural sugar. Let me tell you, sugar is sugar. Fruit can be triggered, especially if you're sensitive to sugar. I am. Um, and, you know, and adding a significant amount of fibers, like well, you always talk about it. I remember doing your course. When yes. I did your course, you mentioned about getting on the slow train, right? Yes. You want to get from point A to A, B, you want to take a fast train or a slow train. And you want to get on the slow train, meaning that your blood sugar levels are going to be significantly, you're not going to spike them up, right? They're going to just slowly go up and, and um, fiber really what, what fiber does, it helps to um, prolong the metabolism of sugar so you don't get a spike. Basically, you elevate your blood sugar levels, but it, they, come, they come down after a few hours instead of giving you that huge um, spike that is also very stressful to, for the adrenals. So, right. yeah, so that's why I love flaxseed so much. And, um, but little, you know, a little caveat um, here, Andrea, and I'm, I'm curious if you have seen that in your practice is that 
as much as I love flaxseed for all the wonderful benefits we talk about, what I have found is that there will always be someone because of their bioindividuality, right? Who yes. will have negative reaction to flaxseed, meaning yes. that you do the, you know, you do the tablespoons a day and the next thing you know, you're feeling your boobs are hurting, right? right. Um, you know, you're feeling off, your digestion is all wonky, right? And, and, and you'd be like, what, you'd be like, what, what's going on here? Like Magdalena said, it's also wonderful. These women have these great results. I was going to ask you any contraindications you can think of. And although we might not be able to identify them, absolutely. There's no one size fits all ever. We always need to start low and go slow. And I would likely be asking questions about that person's digestion. You know, are they able to process it? Because some people cannot process seeds and also about their immune function. So what's going on that's not allowing them to absorb the benefits that could be coming from the flax seeds. So yeah, I definitely see it. I don't know that I could quantify it as one specific thing. One final question I have for you, Magdalena, is quickly about seed cycling, which I know could be its own whole 15-minute matrix. But can you talk to us about where flax seeds might best fit for the best benefits in a cycle when somebody's still menstruating? Basically, the idea behind it is that you're using for um, it, this technique can be used for both cycling and menopausal um, women and perimenopausal, so pretty much everyone. And, and the idea is that if you're cycling, you're starting off you, you, you first the first uh, part of your cycle, which is called the follicular phase. What you want to do is you want to build up your estrogen levels, um, and uh, and you do that by incorporating. Um, two tablespoons each of flaxseed, ground flaxseed and ground uh, pumpkin seeds. And then in the uh, luteal phase, so, which starts from your time of your ovulation or around, let's say if your cycle is, four, uh, is 28 days, then you start off on day 14 or day 15 or so. You switch the seeds then to two tablespoons of uh, sesame, ground sesame seeds and ground um, sunflower seeds. And the reason why we want to do that is because these seeds are high in vitamin E and zinc which are um, hugely beneficial for helping the corpus luteum to produce progesterone, um, supporting basically that process. Um, and that's pretty much it. And I have to tell you that, you know, it's, it's um, really quite fascinating because a method, because when I first was told about it, I thought, oh my gosh, like seriously, these seeds are gonna make a difference. And then I just did an article, I developed some recipes that we put it up and I cannot tell you every time we put it up on Facebook, we have stories after stories of women saying, i done nothing else but just the seed rotation, my period is back, or my period is back to being regular, or women who are menopausal um, will say, you know, my hot flashes are just um, so much better, they're completely gone. And a little note here for women with menopause, you basically start up anytime you want, you do that for 14 days, the first, the first um, seed rotation, so flaxseed and pumpkin seed. And then after 14 days, you switch over to the um, sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. Yeah, or start with the moon. Go with the moon for the for us menopausal women. Thank yeah. you, Magdalena. I feel like we actually fully mapped flaxseed on the entire functional nutrition matrix. Beautiful job. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so glad we did that. I actually didn't realize uh, how powerful it was until we started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes my son, Gilbert Nakayama, on sound production, Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode, please let us know. You can go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. And you may be interested to know that the doors to the Functional Nutrition Lab full body systems are still open. It's time for you to become a master clinician in the science and art of the functional nutrition practice. And I will take you there. You can learn more at fullbodysystems.com. And please do email us. We want to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. You can email us anytime, day or night at ask at 15minutematrix.com. That's ask at 15minutematrix.com.